0: Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart and I'm Simon. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting as
1: we often do about
0: anything and everything property.
1: Well Simon, good morning to you. Good morning and well done on uh, getting the second intro right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well thanks for bringing it up anyway even though we're recording. it it lets the it lets the audience know that we uh we don't pre-record it even though it might sound like we do because it's so professional that uh but we, we don't we say it every single time maybe we should pre-record it but
1: uh but uh but we don't i, I think it adds a little uh little realism having it uh adapted to each day's uh appropriate yeah. recording
0: <laughs> and each day's mood but uh, so that's so- the word
1: that's what i was trying to say yes mood well done <laughs>
0: But we thought oh, we'd dude, talk about. Going to go well. <laughs> it's not, is it? It's already going horribly wrong. But let's let's keep going, as they do in show business. You just keep going. Not not that we're in show business, obviously. But uh, we 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 said we were going to talk about our goals today. So I thought we'd start with you and your goal because I'm nice like that. And your goal was sell one, buy three. So I just I just had to double check that on my list. So you were going to sell one, buy three properties. And
1: discuss. Yes. Uh... <laughs> thanks that's um setting me up for um something um <laughs> so these these are our goals that we're, we're revisiting so we set these um well back near the beginning of the year i can't actually remember when we recorded them or when we we broadcast them to the world but um this was my my property goal for the year to sell one property that has quite a lot of equity in it but a very low yield so the the uh, sale value of the property is much higher, uh, relatively speaking, than the, the rental value. And hence, the equity that's going to be released from that should, uh, with some other capital, have enabled purchase of three other properties to to then add to the, the Vitalet portfolio. This was progressing kind of okay early in the year. Uh, we'd been, uh, I say we because this, this property is owned jointly between myself and my brother and we'd been uh, in discussions with uh, an off market purchaser who we, we knew might be be interested in the property from previous discussions years ago so we, we approached them and they came back to us with an offer it was it was a bit lower than we would have liked so we went back to them with a, a counter offer and uh, and then covid nineteen hit and they didn't reply for a little bit and we chased them up and said um would you like to still sort of consider this and they came back and said uh we're saving our cash sorry <laughs> so the sale part of my plan has um collapsed
0: were they uh residential was it someone
1: looking to to, to move in and live or was it another investor no another investor um they're they a big um investor they uh do uh, residential and commercial investments um it's a, a a reasonable sized uh company with with a few people sort of behind it um so, uh, so yeah, they 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 were actually i mean this is a uh, this is not a cheap house and they were planning to purchase it with cash so they had had reserves um on hand so they they in a a good and and strong position, but they decided with COVID coming along to mm, not risk that position, I think. And, uh, and yeah, obviously decided to pull out of of the the negotiations for this property. Yeah. Now we haven't gone back to them now that things are starting to, to reopen and move again. But I, I kind of feel we're in a slightly weaker position now, given the, the expectation of where the market will likely go. Um, although right now I think indications are that it's it's doing better than some might have expected, uh, with the the sort of uh pent up pressure from from the the months of nothing happening. But uh how long that lasts for, I, I don't know. So so anyway, I, I feel like we're in a weaker position and hence we have not gone back to them. And I don't know whether we will imminently and of course we're already halfway through the year so without having sold the property uh, to release the equity plan b could well be to remortgage the property and release some equity that way um we we won't get as much we won't be able to look at three property pri- three property purchases but we might be looking at one extra instead um also limited because i don't want to to throw all of my cash into into property at the moment, I want to keep a, a little bit of uh, buffer around as well. Whereas at the beginning of the year, I would have been a lot more uh, uh, risky. <laughs> I, I'm now definitely in a more risk-averse mood. So, uh, so yeah, my my goals have been somewhat reshaped. Uh, the cell has mutated into a probable remortgage and the by 3 has mutated into a uh, by 1 uh, so so definitely a, a downscaling on my mm. my plans and so far basically none of it's happened so uh, we'll be looking at starting the remortgage process um after uh, after we feel the market has, has started to be a, a bit more predictable so we're not going to remortgage and just leave the the cash sitting around for for months. We're going to going to wait a little bit until it looks like the the markets uh, not not stable as such, but not uh, over its sort of uh, exuberance at being reopened. Uh, and once that's the case, and we know a bit more about what's going on, then uh, then we'll look at remortgaging and we'll look at uh, where we can put that money to to better use. And out of interest, why, why, why wait? An abundance of caution, I think, really. So, if we remortgage and increase our costs significantly on this property, and then something else drastic happens, uh, we don't want to be be left with that that big cost and um, not being able to to do anything with the the money. To, to help generate income from it, so I mean, while well, we could obviously pay back the mortgage, we will almost certainly have a a fixed term mortgage, and we'll almost certainly have early repayment charges attached to that. So we we don't really want to to risk that.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's interesting because we do we definitely have different risk profiles because obviously I've <laughs> I've just remortgaged. I'm in the process of remortgaging three. One's just come through, and. The other two are about to happen. Um, and, of course, there's different reasons for that. The The thing I was just going to talk on was, um, obviously, from an investor perspective, we totally understand your, your other potential buyer, you know, making the decision uh, you know, he or she has made because, yeah, it, it makes sense that, that uh, you want more um, liquidity, as we say, in the trade, but just cash money, really. You want more cash money, but it's a real – for you, especially when you get someone that's uh,
1: interested and 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 then pulls out. Yeah, it, it is a shame. um Actually, some something else I should clarify on my reasoning for waiting on the remortgage front. The a, a normal risk in waiting to remortgage in the current situation would be that the property value would fall, and hence less mortgage would be available. However, in this particular property, the limiting factor on the mortgage is the rental cover Mm -hmm. so um we've got the 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 total value of the property could fall quite a long way before loan to value will be the limiting factor on the amount we can remortgage out of it so hence we're not we're not risking the amount of equity we can extract by waiting explain that to me again because um i've lost a bit of that okay so the the property value for for sale um purposes is high compared to the rent so um, yeah. so affordability is good you 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 you're okay with the rental stress test yeah exactly yeah so the yeah. the limiting factor well the the limiting factor is the rental stress test so based on that we can probably only extract a maximum loan to value of about 60% right okay got right.
0: Because that's what I was going to ask you, actually. I was going to ask you about that because I know that you've had that property for a bit. So I thought that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Obviously, so we've got uh, a gap of 60% to 75% loan-to-value where the price or the value of the property could fall before it it would actually affect the the amount of equity we can extract. So in in my simple brain, that reduces risk because your LTV
0: is lower than if you were maximising
1: it does yes you're right um but at the same time it also reduces the risk of waiting so, because uh, <laughs> it reduces the risk of waiting <laughs> yeah so um if the if we remortgage now and we put out 60% uh loan to value and we we have that cash sitting around potentially doing nothing then it's it's costing us a bit of money uh, and if some other unknown terrible thing happens then we might have this this mortgage hanging around our neck and a bunch of money which we can't do very much with
0: well your friend that was that was going to buy your property would argue that he's kept his money because when that next horrible things happen he'll be in a in a much better position to to take action because he'll have cash in the bank to make those purchases
1: yes and um and hopefully we won't be uh, needing to sell it at a, a, a super reduced price. <laughs> well, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the money you'd potentially then have in the
0: bank had you remortgaged.
1: Yep, you're right. We would then have uh, cash sitting in the bank, which would be a, a, a safety net in itself. But because we're limited to 60% loan to value, if the value of the property falls by 10%, um, then we the, the amount of loan to value we could extract from the rental cover limit would effectively go up so we might be able to pull out I don't know 68% or something and still get the same amount of cash but we just have a higher loan to value so we can we can pull that money out later on and almost certainly still get the same amount of actual cash even if the value of this particular property goes down because we're not limited by the mortgage loan to value restrictions we're limited by the rental cover restrictions and uh, and the rent isn't going to change well hopefully <laughs> yeah well this isn't one of our weekly accountability
0: meetings so I'm not going to push this one any further about <laughs> about the rationale
1: <laughs> I, I agree there is something tempting about getting on and doing it and having the cash in the bank so that I'm then in a, a stronger position myself to go out and and look for properties. At the moment, when I start going out and, and looking at properties again, I'm going to be in a position where I effectively need to arrange two mortgages. The remortgage to extract the deposit and a mortgage on, on the new investment property. So you're, you're right, it puts me in a slightly weaker position and uh, inevitably a a, a slightly harder position because it you have to work out and and dovetail two things at the same time but uh yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I'm being uh being extra careful extra cautious
0: well I think it's also about brain space isn't it and we, we're all doing lots of different things as as uh as and, and my wife continually reminds me just I'm, I'm doing way too much so I can also understand it from a mental bandwidth perspective as well so
1: yeah, I am quite busy at the moment on other things. So, yeah, trying to trying to uh, sort out a remortgage at the same time is possibly not the uh, not the best of ideas. No,
0: but uh, I think it's the bit I enjoy because it's it's the bit where you get some more money. But
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, into the account. But uh... so I think. Um... I think we should uh, pause your remortgages for a moment. We hopefully have a chance to to visit those later on, but uh, but we need to recap on on your goals and the goals that you set. So I think you were focusing on um, profitability, occupancy rates, and repaying some of some investor capital. Those were the, were the things that you you listed uh, about six months yep. ago? So Sorry. how how are you getting on now? How has the world changed your goals for you? <laughs>
0: Well, I guess from my perspective, because yeah, slightly different to you, because we weren't selling anything. You know, coronavirus hasn't impacted me in that way. If if anything, it probably gave me the the, you know mental bandwidth to really focus on those things that needed to be focused on. So, it's it's going well. In summary, we've um, you know we've looked at the portfolio when, when we've really drilled down on. Um, you know, the revenue and cost side, you know, really to keep it really simple, obviously, the bits that, you know, we needed to focus on was occupancy, making sure that was the high and the cost base of the business. So what I've done so far this year is, is I've taken the management of two properties back under under my stewardship, and that's included taking the utilities Um, under my wing as well because uh, I didn't feel there was there was enough control from the agent about what was happening with utilities so in fact this morning only this morning did I sign a direct debit agreement with a new company for both of those properties and it may it may not prove to be the cheapest utilities provider but what I do know is that I will now see on a monthly basis where we're tracking uh, on costs which I was getting before but yeah there was a time lag and, and lots of other things so so that's happened um i've also uh, as you know been uh, transferring one of the properties to a, a another agent so i'm i've been with one agent for 5 years plus and they manage a, a number of properties for me and i'm now moving just one of those and you know as i said to the existing agency it's it's got nothing to do with our relationship but really all i'm trying to do is spread the risk you know as, as you've talked about really on your in your predicament, you know, for me as well, it's about how can I, you know, spread my risk because because most of my eggs are in one basket. Should anything happen with that agent, or you know, in that market, then I, you know, then I'm stuck with that. So, and in fact, that new agent, I, I uh, gave them the uh, the rights to the property last week, and I got a call this morning to say they've got their first viewings today. So, so we're progressing. I think it's uh, it's a lot slower than we'd like. Um, but, you know, I, I do feel like we're, we're, we're taking moves to, um, really, you know, really focus on the, you know, the, uh, the fundamentals of the business, you know, in terms of the profit and loss and, um, you know, the occupancy as well, you know, for us being predominantly student, the, in fact, the young professional um, properties are, is a hundred percent occupied. The student properties we're filling up for September and then one of the properties that I've got we are about to start works on it this week and we're going to do a very very design led um property it was a five bed i'm going to turn it into a four bed which was kind of aligned with w- the business model in the first place which was we always wanted to have really good communal spaces and of course on the face of it doesn't you know doesn't make sense from a revenue perspective you think we're well, losing a room but however you know given that we're going to lose a room and then upgrade the rest of the house and the bedrooms hopefully we'll be getting a higher room rate, which won't fully mitigate the loss of an additional room. But the view based on, on the other young professional property I've got is that you'll get occupancy for longer. So, you know, touch wood in the young professional property, we've actually received 100% of the revenues at 100% level, which means everyone's paying their rent and everyone's paying 100% of their rent. And that, that touch wood hasn't changed and that's the model, therefore, I want to replicate in the business.
1: Um, so that's actually a, a migration from a student property to a young professional property. So you're will effectively be. moving markets there from, from one that you see as higher risk at the moment to, to a lower risk one in order to, to provide more consistent income. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it. I
0: think it's not that I think student is necessarily higher risk because... There are elements of student which I really like. Obviously, I've got 30 odd rooms, so there's something about the model I like. And the model is once they sign up, they're in for 50 weeks. So unlike most rentals, we're not we're not just thinking about six months chunks or 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 less post the six months. For a student, we know 50 weeks. And typically if the second years come in, we know we've got two years. But the the other elements of the of the property. So increased maintenance costs, something I think you and I have spoken about before, both mm-hmm. on the record yes. and off the record is, you know, there, there are higher maintenance costs uh, with them. Unfortunately, we don't reclaim a, as many of those costs as I would like. And again, that's, that's a, another reason why I'm diversifying the portfolio with agents and in terms of the tenant profile that we're looking for. And um, yeah. And essentially with the, with the one property that's that stood out like a shining beacon because of the fact it stayed occupied and the tenants the tenants are happy as well that's you know it's a, a really big factor then i think well why don't we start you know cutting and pasting that
1: model do you think you you may expand that further within your portfolio over time or, or is it too early to to really make that decision
0: no my gut feeling is definitely will be expanding that's it, it's kind of where i did want to go in with the with the business which was to always create that much more yeah co-living space where we're actually designing places and, and creating places to live where people want to where people a want to live and are proud to live that and that was one of the things i always wanted to create it was was somewhere people would be proud to live and wanted to invite their friends over obviously when when they're allowed to and. Um, <laughs> and and so really it's getting back to that. I think, you know, speaking candidly, what happened was when I bought the properties and I spoke with a number of agents and the student model was probably the, the student tenant was probably the easiest ones to get in because the houses were already set up for that profile. And yeah. of course, like I, I imagine like a lot of people, if someone says, Well, we've got five people ready to move in now, and that means revenue, I'm not gonna say no. And and that's kind of how it worked out. But I've realized now I have to stop. The business and that that's kind of why these goals kind of got created at the start of the year was to help reset the business actually a little bit and so that's what we're doing but as you know it has to happen gradually we can't you know for for a number of reasons we can't just stop and, and start and you know the refurb itself's going to cost quite a significant amount of money which um mm-hmm. which actually leads us on to the you know the other goal which was around the um uh investor repayment because I'm going to be keeping some of the cash that I've that I've um, released to do the to do the refurbs rather than pay the investor back.
1: Uh, okay, so you're adapting that that goal a little, um, in light of yeah, uh, accelerating the, the the transfer from from student to, to young professional. Yeah, on the profitability side of things, um, and your your cost cutting and um, improved. Oversight and management of that do you have a um a feel or any actual numbers on on the level of your your savings so far i mean have have you sort of knocked ten percent off your costs or one percent off your costs or i mean do do you where, where what sort of level do you think that's at, at the moment? yeah, I have to see where
0: the bills start coming in so I've been given projections by the the company that I'm about to use, and it's 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 it's, it's um it's one of these companies that they provide so so really they are a conduit. Well, they're the arbiter, so I'll be—they'll be consolidating all of the utilities together. Uh, some of them they won't be making any money on, but so they'll still be managing it in that in that way. They've given me ballpark costs, and you know they are lower than what I've paid in the last two years for the utilities. The short answer to your question is no, I don't know. But you know, I spent a literally you know a whole day, you know at, at the start of this year going through all of the monthly bills for for two of the properties which sounds straightforward but it's not when those bills um are provided sort of willy-nilly via the agents and you know you have to gauge your um yeah usage you know in terms of gas and electricity so that took a day and so my plan is is i'll I'll just be tracking against that obviously the hope is that you know we'll, we'll uh we'll be making
1: um savings and i'll obviously keep you and anyone that's interested posted on that how about on the, the changes to, to the management where you've changed agent and others where you've taken on the, the management yourself? Presumably, at least the, the ones where you've taken on the management yourself, there should be quite significant savings on on those particular properties.
0: Well, I say I say taking on the management myself. So one of them, I have a contact there that's looking after it for me. So he, he's probably just slight, slightly cheaper than existing agents. I, I won't go into the numbers, just is uh
1: yeah probably confidential from his perspective, but is that a, a sort of fixed amount every month rather than a percentage sort of
0: well it's no it it is a percentage. it is a percentage, and I've kept it that way because because they're rooms, I think there's you know more impetus and um motivation if you if you need to make sure you're collecting all of those rooms uh the same month yeah so and know. you know yeah, it's a good rate for him and actually he does he does what's necessary. The one I'm taking over, um so that's the one we're doing the refurb on at the moment. So I won't have seen that yet, but what my plan is with that is that I'll um I'll use an agent that doesn't explicitly do HMOs, but um is is quite happy to find tenants. So essentially it'll be a tenant find service. And <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's given me some figures on that, but I wanted to make sure I'd wait till I've done the refurb and then he'll see the Hopefully, the quality of the property and getting those people in, and then uh, yeah, my initial estimations uh, are around you know yeah probably savings anywhere between a thousand fifteen hundred fifteen hundred pounds per year you know in in the immediate term just from doing that and mm. yeah we'll we'll see where that comes out it could, it could be it could be more than that um, I haven't done the calculations fully. But um, yeah, it depends on what the tenant find is, and then obviously is you know there's there's other things that I'll still have to look after in terms of the maintenance and and everything else.
1: It'll be very interesting when we do another one of these towards the end of the year uh, to see how your your figures have actually shaken out because we'll mm. we'll obviously gone through a uh, the start of a, another student year and you'll have a few months of utility bills and and all of your agent changes will have all all shaken out as well. So yeah 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 it'd be good to to recap again
0: yes no one will be as interested in the outcome of this as as i am (laughs) i'm 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 like a i'm like a spectator too just interested to see where it's coming yeah i mean obviously you hope that you know these are, are making differences and you know i've done other things in the last 12 months like put timer stats in in the properties where you know limits people can't just leave heating on for 24 hours a day seven days a week and i think you know, some of these things just take a while to come through. So uh yeah. Yeah, I mean in see. that
1: particular scenario, you you won't really uh see much effect from that during the summer. So have to wait until winter to to find out if that's managed to to put a bit of a cap on your your costs or not. Yeah, exactly.
0: And we you know, we have done that in some other properties previously. And and also you've got to factor in the fact that um yeah, in the last twelve months as well, uh, uh, energy costs have increased and, and and fluctuated, so that that can also, you know, impinge on the margin that you might have saved from putting in these,
1: you know, um, yeah, systems to to prevent overspend. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it, to really compare like for like when so many things are all moving underneath you. <laughs> A lot of moving parts. Indeed, yes. The, we're um, pretty much out of time. We were going to talk about some remortgaging that you're doing. Do you think we should should squeeze that in this time, or uh, or leave that until till next week?
0: Well, uh, why don't we leave? That's gone unbelievably
1: quickly, isn't it? Today, that's uh, that's. A, I, I am wondering if that time is actually running at double speed or something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's leave it to next
0: week because it sounds like we've got a, a few bits to talk about. Okay, then um, uh,
1: you did the intro Stuart, so uh, the outro is yours.
0: So, everyone, hope, hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, please don't forget just to leave us a, a little rating. really helps us to get the message out there. As always, you can go onto the thebusinessofproperty.com and you'll get all the show notes and information that we've talked about. And if there are any relevant links, they'll be added there too. Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode.